So, hello guys. Um, welcome to a, another edition of the podcast. Uh, today I am joined by Ash. Hello. And uh, James. Hello. Who's actually, funny enough, James, you've actually, um, for those who remember that really awful um, pilot episode that we did, um, yeah, <laughs> James, James was on that one. Um, so it's great for James to come back on and, you know, get a second chance with the audio being a less crankily. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, before we start, um, sort of like, I just thought it'd be a good idea to sort of introduce yourselves and like what, what you do exactly and how people might know you throughout the internet and stuff. Probably starting off with Ash, if that's all right. Yeah, um, I'm Ashley Richards. I uh, do, uh, I make apps uh, for, for iOS. Um, I've done videos in the past. Uh, a channel called Cardus59. Very old. <laughs> don't, make me, don't make me go into it. It's very old <laughs> stuff. But uh, that's, I think, mostly uh, where okay. I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yourself, James? So, hello, my name is James. And some of you probably don't remember, but I mentioned in the first podcast, films. And I hope to one day hopefully pursue a career in even either tv or film and hopefully work as a director of photography which is mainly uh, working behind the camera pretty much um i also make uh, films online um on my youtube channel called adapt films and um yeah that's all i have to really say at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well uh i love that that was that was actually really great yeah. um kept it short so, and sweet yeah yeah exactly. we, we like that we like short and sweet so um Speaking of films, which James just mentioned, this is literally what the entire podcast is going to be about, which is movies. Um, honestly, this has kind of been a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a while, because obviously I feel like everyone just, I'm sure you would both agree, like movies it makes a massive impact on like probably half the population, I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I feel like majority of our lives probably surround some form of movie or tv show or something but we're going to be mainly looking into the film aspects of stuff about like the, those big iconic movies that changed cinema and audiences alike um so i've sort of got a question for both of you guys to sort of uh, really think about um and that was um what would you say is a movie that you could watch all the time and no word for word for I'm going to be quite uh, ironic and just say Back to the Future. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what made you say that? Uh, it's just all about time uh, time travel paradoxes, or, you know, j just a lot of stuff about time travel and obviously how it's all written. Mm. Um, and, of course, the actors, uh, Christopher Lloyd and... Um... Yeah. It's kind of ironic um, how, um, like, how much, like, it took to actually get that film made. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure you yeah. probably know the history behind it. Yeah, there's um, a Netflix series recently that has come out that that talks about all the behind the scenes about how originally it used to be. You know, before they decided on a DeLorean, they were uh, going to use a fridge. 
<laughs> yeah. I, then, I, I can't imagine that. Like, I feel like that would just be <laughs> just so strange, like, even for the 80s, because bear in mind, the 80s was a very weird and wonderful decade for films. But I feel like even was. for the 80s, it would yeah. <laughs> it'd be a bit much. So would you say, like, so, for example, like, would you say you would know, like, line for line, like, throughout the movie? Pretty much every time I watch it with my friends or anything, I'd be like, Marty, <laughs> we've got to take you back to the future. What about you, James? Well, I'm sort of the same with Ash. It's, it's back to the future. Um, because growing up, I have loved that movie since, well, for about, probably about the last 10, 12 years. I think I was mm. first introduced to Back to the Future on a repeat on ITV2. <laughs> and um, I remember watching it for the first time and I thought I absolutely just love this movie. And obviously, recently, we've obviously just had the Back to the Future musical uh, be released. And honestly, I'm hoping to see that at some point. But when yeah. it comes to Back to the Future, it's one, it's one to sort of watch all the time and just enjoy it because there's not a single mm. moment in that film which I find boring at all. It is just so iconic. You've got some of the most iconic moments in film history in that yeah. film, like the famous cocktail scene right at the end of the movie. Even when the DeLorean takes Einstein into the future that scene itself is just you can if you put that back, mm. back, back to the future on you can literally just sit there and enjoy it because it's just one of those movies that is just brilliant it is yeah and and, and despite all the comedy in it you know you'll still find it funny <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean 100%, no i mean i long. think one of the scenes that definitely stands out i think to me is the scene between george mcfly and the rain in the diner scene, and you really do feel sorry for George. Yeah. <laughs> Those characters that you can sort sort of relate to as well. Um, yeah. But honestly, I just think Back to the Future is one of them films that you know you can just sort of um, put on a TV and just enjoy it word from word. And oh it yeah, never gets old. <laughs> I feel like it's this is kind of proof really as well that how much of an impact films can make. Because bear in mind, we none of us were around in the eighties. Like we're all fairly young lads. Um, some younger than others um, but the fact that even like our generation is pretty much watching these films even now you know like Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, um, yeah. E.T. Um, you know I could go on you know all those big famous 1980s like Steven Spielberg movies like they yeah. still very much have been around like like James said, like you've got them on repeats, like and which have obviously introduced it to whole new different audiences. So, what do you think makes those kind of movies like so iconic, and why have they stuck around so long? I think it's to do with the history and you know how these films have been created. I mean, take um, Steven Spielberg, a very very well known director, and his movies such as. Uh, Jurassic Park it's one of those movies that's going to live on for generations to come like I'm obviously going to probably show it to my kids or if we're going to show it to their kids so it's going to be like one of those movies that's going to go on over time it's the same with like Indiana Jones it's the same with E.T. the extraterrestrial even Back to the Future it's just some of those movies that are just going to be so iconic even now they're just like some of the most iconic movies ever made it just sort of shows to me and to people listening that these movies are going to remain as a a huge part of history even film history in general and you know they're just gonna exist in the future as some absolute classics for film yeah they're kind of timeless as well i would say as well 
like even though back like like we said like back to the future it's set in the 80s they go back into the 1950s and uh, but then obviously they go to the future as well which i feel like to some people it might come across as quite dated but yeah. i don't feel like there's any scenes in there where i'm like oh you know that was a bit you know what i mean like it's it's still very much like oh okay you know this is this is still kind of cool because there's a lot of movies yeah. i think that came out in the 1980s and 70s especially that i'm like there is no freaking way they'd be able to get away with this now <laughs> like oh, which no uh yeah do you, are there any like movies you think that were made like going back like decades ago that you think just wouldn't be able to happen now Now that is a question. Movies or TV wise or both? Uh probably <laughs> movies to be fair. <laughs> I, I, I know I know well I know it's not a, a movie, but I know for instance, um from the sixties there there was the Thunderbirds. Oh yeah. The the of the part no, they did do a movie actually, so Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I actually saw that at the cinema. That oh yeah. Yeah, that was a terrible film. Yeah. Which I, the movies aren't that great to be honest but <clears throat> let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but no they but they but they say um that that if they were to recreate it you know redo it how they did back in the 60s it would cost you know thousands millions oh, yeah. possibly to do all the miniatures that they had to do for it so mm. if they were to do that now it would just be a hell of a task and yeah a massive budget then he'd i mean I do have quite a few films in mind that I think just wouldn't be it. But then again, I say that one of the films I'm thinking of um, actually had a sequel last year. And I think James probably knows the one I'm thinking of Um, because they recently did an Amazon Prime um, special. Um, Oh, um, yeah. I can't think now. Borat. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talking about um the shot. I thought you were talking about Doctor Sleep. You know that that sequel. Oh. No, 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 no. Now, um, another thing as well is kind of interesting. Actually, is obviously I'm a massive fan of like the Austin Powers movies. Mm. For me personally, I just don't think you'd get away with a character like that now. Very stereotypical and very. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of you know let's say views of women and and how they're represented back in those times as well mm, you know, definitely now it's you know it's much more better in terms of equal men yeah. and female which is a lot better but yeah oh yeah i yeah. agree <laughs> <laughs> um so sort of going off like just a massive random question now for, for both of you guys is um what would you say because obviously I feel like everyone kind of has their go-to snack when they watch a movie. So you're at the cinema, you're, I don't know, you're at your cinema, you're at home. What would you say is one of your like odd combo snacks that you have like for you to watch a movie? I'll let James go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, I, I think Lucas, um, I think you've, you've, Snack. I mean, I'm somebody who goes for probably the most, one of the most, well, two of the most iconic things in like either British or American history when it comes to drinks and stuff. But 
I think the cinema is not complete without a Tango Ice Blast. Honestly, oh, the only reason yeah. why I pretty much go to a cinema is for a Tango Ice Blast. Oh, that's um, good. Because you can't get anywhere else apart from I, I don't know, no, don't know where elsewhere else from. Um, but honestly, I think when it comes to like an ideal sort of movie snack, I always probably go for either popcorn and a Tango. <laughs> just something I enjoy when I go to the cinema and I think I always have especially when going to see films like Avengers or you know mm. other Marvel movies mm. I've always sort of taken and obviously had a Tango Ice Blast because they are sort of they're quite iconic in, in Britain especially when it comes to cinemas and stuff I actually replacing with the new icy things you get in most cinemas nowadays it's not the same Tango Ice Blasts should remain in the cinema and nowhere else <laughs> that's really it <laughs> okay Mine's not quite exciting as that, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just a traditional, just a popcorn. <laughs> oh, sweet or salted? Both. Oh, really? Oh, well, controversial. I used, to, I used to be quite a big, well, I used to get sweet mostly, okay. but then uh, one of my friends had salted one time. I tried it like, oh, that, that tastes quite good. So I thought <laughs> I'd try both. I thought, that's a bit better. <laughs> oh, like God. <laughs> I actually agree. Sweet and salty popcorn together. <laughs> Some areas you get more sweet than salted, or more salt than sweet, but you know, it's 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 nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to ask you guys something, and you're not allowed to lie. You have to be hundred percent honest, because <clears throat> um, some people are very like they get very like, oh, I, I don't want to admit to this, right? How often have you been in the cinema and you've had to walk halfway out the film to go to the toilet? And be honest, have you ever done it before? I've never gone out to the toilet during the film. I I, I can't really. <laughs> I, I like to watch the whole thing there and then. But mm. um, there was one film which I did walk out of because I just found it completely boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need uh, to hear this. It, it was it, it was it was me and my grandma because she wanted to see it as well. Um, but yeah. it was Hail Caesar. Oh God! Okay. So we thought it looked quite funny from the t- trailer. So and my grandma liked it as well. So we thought you know we'll go and watch it together. And then we we're like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? We we don't understand. <laughs> and they're talking about we don't know what. <laughs> I mean, it could just be us not fully paying attention. I don't, I don't know, but we just got like it's a bit boring. What about you, James? I mean, I'm sort of the same. Like, I don't think you know. At times, I can actually leave the cinema to go to the toilet, um, because I'm honestly engaged. When I watch a film, I have to watch it the whole way through because I don't really want to miss anything, yeah. especially yeah. like the big movies like like Avengers: Infinity War or Avengers: Endgame. But I won't lie, when I went and saw Avengers Endgame, I had to walk out because it's a three-hour movie and I can't hold yeah. the data for that long because you just have to go otherwise. <laughs> yeah. um, At least it wasn't the first I, time. I won't tell a lie, I did walk out of Avengers... Oh, sorry. At least, you, at least you didn't walk out the first time you were watching it. <laughs> Yo, yeah, God, oh, no. imagine. Yeah, it, 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 it... Also, at the end, I would have went mental. I would have been like, "Oh no!" Um, but God. yeah, I, I won't lie. After this, when I went, when I went and saw Avengers Endgame the second time, I did have to walk out. Um, I'm sorry to admit that. 
Um, but I don't think it's going to I think I had to go. And, I think when, 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 when I went and recently saw Suicide Squad the first time, I did actually walk out. So I did miss. But the scene was boring anyway. So I didn't really oh, much. God. <laughs> Christ. I, 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 I kind of redeemed myself by watching it a second time with. <laughs> I had to watch that. What, what did I miss in a matter of a minute? And it was just a pointless scene. I thought, oh, oh I didn't miss much. <laughs> Well, um, I hate to say it, I, I am actually going to route someone, and I think the person listening is going to know who <laughs> who it is. Um, so, um, my girlfriend Amelia, um, we went to see. It, this has happened twice, by the way, guys. Mm. Um, we saw Suicide Squad. Um, I think that must have been what, like, the beginning of last month. It got to a point where she ordered this massive, large drink. You know which is always a big mistake um, in itself. And uh, literally, as it was really getting good, she walked out and said, I really need the toilet. And then she had to walk past all these people. And I was just oh, like, oh, nice. no. <laughs> and then she did it again on Shang-Chi. Oh, nice. And I was like, seriously? This is the second time. I will admit, though, there has been a time where I have had to walk out of the cinema. And it's really embarrassing because mm-hmm. um, it was this movie called Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I was, I think I was quite young at the time and I was still quite anxious. Like, And um, I generally thought one of the monsters was going to come behind me because I was, <laughs> I was convinced that there was something in the shadow which looked like the alien from the film. And it, and then obviously it was swearing a lot in the movie. And obviously at the time I was very like, I didn't like swearing that much. It kind of just made me feel uncomfortable as a kid. Um, Cause I think the film was like a 12 a or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just like anxious about that. And I kept looking over my shoulder thinking that this big green monster was going to get me. <laughs> and uh, I had to leave the cinema. Um which my aunt wasn't particularly happy about because obviously she just spent like 20 quid on a cinema that we didn't even watch, but <laughs> happy days. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. So um, going back into like movie territory, because I feel like we've just spoke about like going to the toilet and popcorn <laughs> for a, a long period of time now. <laughs> so um <clears throat> Obviously, something I wanted to talk about was um, is how great films have been at the moment, like throughout the years. Because we look at, like James mentioned, um, Endgame, which ended up becoming one of the biggest blockbusters movies in history, and it's completely dominated the the box office um, as big probably since the film Avatar, which obviously came out in two thousand and nine, I believe. I do believe Avatar right, has yeah. now gone back to the number one grossing movie because i think they re-released it in china or something (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong because i'm not 100 Um, percent. no lucas you're right yeah that's that's very true so um one so um yeah what 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 do you guys like think of those kind of movies because obviously we've now lived through a time where we have lived through the biggest grossing movies of all time because obviously we've had um, we've had Avatar, we've had Endgame, and depending on how old we're all are, Titanic as well. Um, so they're three grossing movies, mm. and that's 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 a big achievement, I think, to actually live through. Because you can sort of go back and be like, oh yeah, I actually remember that being out, mm. or I remember 
that impact that that film made. So I just wanted to know how that makes yeah. you feel as like a fan and an audience member. Well, I think Endgame is just one of my highlights of my life. That evening yeah. was just it was just excitement after excitement, especially with the you know being with Marvel fans as well, just shouting and cheering for your favorite uh, yeah. Avenger, and then they all come together. It's like ah, everyone <laughs> just going completely nuts. It was it was truly one of the best cinema experiences I've ever had, <laughs> mm. and it, it feels really good to be a part of a part of the hype up towards it and, and and everything. Yeah. What about you, James? I think I am sort of the same with Ash there about the whole Endgame thing. I remember seeing Endgame for the first time. And honestly, I, I won't lie, when I went and saw it, there was a little bit of disappointment because... Okay. As a lot, because funny thing is, when the portal scene came on at, at, at the end of the movie, spoiler, by the way, if you've not seen Avengers Endgame, I hope you will have the realistic <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like the second grossing where, film of all time. Where, Who hasn't seen it? Obviously, well, obviously, all the Avengers come back and everything, but there was no screaming, there was no cheering, there was just pure silence. Oh, really? And me and my friend were just sitting there, just literally going... Is that bloody ice cream van? <laughs> <laughs> not again. Come ice cream van there as well. What in what in the portal scene? In the portal, I mean, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cat, here, here's, a, here's a frosty. Here's a 99p ice cream. But yeah, going back to what I was saying about the portal scene in, in Avengers Endgame, um, there was silence there, and I, but me and my friend, we were just sitting there, and I was literally just sitting there, and she going. Oh my god! Oh my god! They're all back again, and I was like, "It's, it's just, it's just, it's just a curse about this massive thing just happening, and no one is screaming and cheering wow. for Cap." Well, no, I, I, wow. I won't lie. I think, well, this is, I think, well, I won't lie. I remember, um, I think when Cap lifted the hammer, there was a, a few claps and that, but when the portal came, when there was nothing. I was thinking, "That's a bit naff," if you ask me. It was uh. the same with um with Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Like when all the ships coming at the end, when Palpatine's doing the whole um lightning thing. Um, on Exegol, there was there was a little bit of you know people going, oh my god, that's so cool. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of disappointed me a little bit that there wasn't that sort of massive audio experience. But I think mm. hopefully when I go and see the next Spider-Man movie, No Way Home at midnight, <laughs> yes. scene, that's when yes. you're going to really oh. see the fans <laughs> just come out of the shell and just go full on mental. I think that's um, probably going to be the next big you know experience to go to. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not missing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really weird cinema experience when it came to Avengers Endgame because oh. um, basically um, my friends, because I went with two of my mates, we booked the wrong cinema. So we ended up having to travel twice the amount of time just so we could go to the cinema because we couldn't refund it. Oh, and that that oh, already telling me this. Yeah, that already was extremely annoying. And we went into this cinema and we had a random troll like just walk through into the cinema and say, Thanos dies and just walked away. Wow. And we were like, wow. what, what, the, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> and then um, I wouldn't go as far as like there was any claps or cheers because, well, we're not American. So uh, we don't like in, in the UK, you don't really clap and cheer like like you do in like America, like when the film ends and stuff like, no, we don't do that here. Like you, you, you literally stay for the credits or you leave. Like yeah. that's kind of uh, our motto. 
Um, but there were quite a few gasps at the time, from what I can remember. There was quite a few people going, <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Or like, <laughs> I do remember when, I, 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 I'm not going to even just say spoilers, the film's been out for two years. It's the second grossest film. Like, when Iron Man died, um, the whole cinema just went silent. And that I'd never seen a cinema like that before. There was a lot of sniffles and a lot of cries in my yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I remember that. I got a bit teary as well. I was like, oh, no, no. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? No. Um, but yeah, like like you guys said, you know, it's it's a great cinema experience because obviously at the end of the day, like this this was a huge deal because obviously like the MCU is a massive massive franchise um mm. film, and um in fact oh, yeah. you've had like twenty over twenty also films like before it leading into this big moment it was kind of the same we've probably not had this kind of treatment probably since the harry potter movies came out because that was in a sense kind of that was kind of our mcu at the time because that was very much like it was this huge saga of these movies which led into this big thing yeah um because obviously i'm pretty sure you guys probably saw the last harry potter movie and how big of an impact that was Yes, um, in the cinema, the first time in the cinemas, that was that was an experience I will not forget because that was when my favorite franchise of all time came to an end, and it's never going to be revamped or revived ever. So um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are, at least I hope so. I really, I really hope they don't. Hollywood doesn't get their hands on it and oh, try and yeah. reboot it because that would just not be very nice. <laughs> I, I very much doubt it. Warner Brothers just love. The Harry Potter franchise want to splurge as much cash as they want to get more money. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think because that's another thing is well, we haven't really spoke about like the actual film companies itself. Because obviously you've got Warner Brothers, as we've mentioned, um, we've got Disney, we've got um, Universal Studios, Columbia, um, Columbia. Yeah, um, what what sort of studios? Do you sort of, would you say you guys lean towards a bit more in terms of like go and buy the films that you're into the most? Yeah, I mean, kind of going into that films, I mean, I know obviously Back to the Future being probably one of my, my, my favourite, all-time favourite. Yeah. That's obviously just distributed by Universal. Um, and I mean, I don't, obviously Universal did produce some really good movies. Same with um, like 20th Century Studios, not 20th Century Fox anymore, 20th Century no. Studios. Um, yeah. and obviously the same with obviously Paramount as well. They produced some like really good movies. But mm-hmm. if I had to say like like a top three, it sort of would be sort of them them guys. Same obviously okay. same with Disney and Marvel as well, pretty much. Mm. What about you, Ash? Yeah, I think I'm I'm about the same really. Universal and then uh, Columbia and uh, I guess Disney because they've got a lot of studios now. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I actually find that kind of interesting because I would have, I, I honestly thought that at least one of you guys would have gone with Warner Bros. But that's that's actually really interesting, actually. Because I've I... just below. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh well. Warner Bros. is in my list as well. Don't worry. <laughs> They're in the list. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Warner Bros. Like you have kind of missed the mark a lot recently. Um, I mean, come on. Space Jam 2. I mean, seriously, what was yeah, that? I did. <laughs> what, what was that? Um, but no, to be fair, Warner Bros. has actually done some like good movies because obviously you look at stuff like we mentioned, the Harry Potter 
the Harry Potter stuff, um, the Matrix as well, um, which is probably out there as one of my favorite films. Because, um, again, very much like we said about Endgame and Harry Potter and stuff, um, the technology in the Matrix changed a lot of the way films were filmed, um, obviously at the time, like particularly the action sequences, because even now, looking into like action movies and sci-fi thrillers and stuff, they still very much have that this well they try to get that matrix vibe if you get what i mean yeah yeah um and I, I, yeah i i i really like that i really like um I'm trying to think of what other what other winner bros films have they done obviously they've got they've all the dc stuff yeah that was a good one that one was a good one. uh yeah batman v superman uh they've obviously contributed quite a lot of um DC movies, obviously, like, yeah. you know, Justice League, Ash Joker, The Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, did Good Warner Bros. do um, the Dark Knight trilogy? I think they did. They, they oh, did, yeah. Yeah, they the did, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I had to think that for a second. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I kind of see why you guys have put it on the bottom now, because I've just realised after listening to those films, I'm like... Because I, I was really sort of going, oh, I'm going to really try to stick to the good ones. Then you guys had to bring up Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so it's just like, Sorry. Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, all right. I think that's how that's So um, as much as we like, like, obviously, the mainstream movies, because obviously we've spoken about, like, the big mainstream franchises, a question that I have um because I feel like you've got to really, really think about this, is is there any original slash indie movie that people may not have heard of or doesn't get enough appreciation that you think people should go and check out? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of myself. It is a tricky one. Because there are there are a lot of them out there. There are a lot of movies that I feel like they just don't quite... Like, they're really good and they just don't get enough attention because they're not, like, freaking Star Wars, for example. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, I but if you guys say one which was Super 8, but it's... that That's a good film. It's written by J.J. Abrams and produced by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so it's quite a big that, news. That... Yeah, but even still, I, I I will admit that isn't a film that gets a lot of talk because um, I actually think that's a really good movie. Like, because kind of like, because um, obviously it's about filmmakers, isn't it? Like kids yeah. trying to make a movie, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of um, this is kind of intriguing. And there's some twists and turns in it, and I think some yeah moments where like you're on the edge of your seat. Oh yeah. What about you, James? So if I had to put it as well, like, I think this is a movie that I actually did put in my top five. It's the film. Well, actually, I've kind of got two. I kind of picked between two. First thing I'm going to go for is The Gentleman, which is done by Guy Ritchie, brilliant director. Okay. And obviously that movie is really, really good. And I think it didn't really get a lot of um, attention when it was out in, in cinemas. But when you look at some of the clips on YouTube, like this clip, like this film is like really, really well done because obviously it's like that sort of like 
film and it's just like those films I would sort of recommend and speaking with the terms of gangsters as well another film that I would definitely recommend is the film Legend with okay. but it's the one that stars Tom Hardy as Ronnie and Reg Cray um, if you don't know who the Crays are the most deadliest gangsters in the 1960s um, but that film yeah. is done brilliantly to like you know picture some iconic moments that sort of uh, also kind of tell of the craze but they've kind of kept it so unique and also it really kind of gives you that essence of what the 1960s was like with gangsters roaming the streets at night even during the day even and mm. it's just a great mm. movie in general and if you've not seen legend i would really really recommend it i do i i have to admit that is probably one of tom hardy's like best performances in my opinion um because very much like james said it, it's it sort of is a very like original film like of course it's based on a true story but the way they do it is like done so well and because like there's some really great comedy moments there's great dramatic moments and stuff like that but those those are your choice your choices guys are actually really interesting so i kind of appreciate that like for me personally um when it comes to like films i feel like people just don't talk about enough um I'm going to go straight out there and say there's this film called, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. It's called number number nine. Oh, it's yeah. like a vo- so, yeah. the voodoo, the voodoo doll one. Um, That's it's, the animated film, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. I've heard of it. Really, really good, really good um, sort of feature film. Um, I think it's about 90 minutes. Um, it's a very dark sort of apocalyptic film. And I feel like that doesn't get enough mention because I actually thought that was a really intriguing idea. Or another one that I really like, which is a extremely sad film. Um, it's called A Monster Calls, which is based off oh, a yes. book, and it's it's really really sad. It's um it's a great movie. It sort of goes into detail about getting over um like the difficulties of life. It's kind of about this kid who um his mum is dying of cancer. And he's like just really trying to cope with like his school and his his home life, and he sort of imagines these like wonderful mythical stuff, which kind of helps him get over the fact that his mum is having a bit of a difficult time, and it's allowing him to cope in a sense. But it's a really good movie, um, and it's a good book as well, which I recommend, etc. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else we can really discuss because um because it's it's hard, isn't it? Because when you think of movies, there's just so much to talk about, um, which is um intriguing. Um, I was going to say um, what would you guys say was probably one of your very first memories of going to the cinema? Uh... <laughs> God, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna think back. Um, I, I, I think probably my, my earliest is probably just uh when, when I was back in secondary school. Uh, okay. So, so one one day or you know a week or something, you know, me and my friends would be like, should we go down the cinema or something, go see a film? I'm like, yeah, all right, and let's go watch a film. I can't remember what film, but it was. A film. <laughs> But it was just, you know, it was just nice just going to the cinema after school. Yeah. You know, watch, watch something, you know, take you out of the world for for a couple of hours. 
you know, onto a yeah. I mean, nice there's story. just there's just something so like magical, like going into the cinema. I think compared to like just sitting watching it on a laptop or a TV, yeah. like there's just something so like wonderful about just you know buying the tickets, like going into like the annoying staff that like go oh yeah you've got to go to this screening and they're normally quite miserable um <laughs> and then obviously you sort of have to struggle trying to find your seat like crouching down to find the numbers and stuff and then you sit down and then the lights go off and then you've got all the trailers and oh, I, I i just love it like yeah um what about you james i mean i can't exactly picture what my first trip to the cinema was but I think if I can think of one I think it was when I went to the Pixar movie in 2006 when I first came out bloody that is that is taking it back like about um, but I remember um, I think one of my most when going to the cinema of a friend and we went to see um and what anybody else did in the cinemas i think we saw it the day before it came out i think because usually releasing friday but sometimes if they're like big movies they come out either on a wednesday or a thursday I'm going to see yeah. my yeah. friends for the first our initial reactions after talking god they've sat hard and we're, gonna, we're about to go to school the day after and we're going to not say anything to anybody. <laughs> but literally only a few people saw the, saw the film at the same time as us, as we did. But finally, the day after going into school on the Friday and saying, yeah, we've seen Avengers Infinity War. We're not going to say anything. Oh, come on, tell us. No. Bloody hell. Because we've got to keep the secrets. <laughs> I remember that. That, oh, was, that, yeah. that was fun. For me, um, I, have, I have a few. Um... I think one of them would probably be the Peter Pan movie, the 2003 one. Cause I, I literally, yeah. Yeah. I literally remember that. I, I, I remember all of that because I actually lost my, uh, I had a Peter Pan action figure and I actually lost it that day. And I just remember being like really upset at the time. Cause I was just like, Oh no. But yeah, I remember seeing that film and Polar Express as well. I remember seeing it in the cinema, which was probably, one of the best films I ever saw in a cinema as a kid, because that that film was just magical. I th- I'm pretty sure we saw that in 3D as well, when it was one of the first like 3D films that I'd seen. And then you had like all the snow coming out of the screen, and then you had all the stuff mm. sticking out, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is this is incredible." Um, so yeah, that that would, that would probably be my my kind of um, my kind of moments into um, my sort of cinema memories and stuff. So uh, mm. something else I wanted to um, talk about is um, obviously we spoke about movies, we spoke about studios and like moments going into the cinema and stuff. What would you guys like? What are your sort of favourite directors? Because obviously um, there's several directors that have made their mark, such as. People of the names of Steven Spielberg. I mean, we've got um, Tim Burton and uh, George Lucas as such. Like, are there any like particular names that you are like? Oh my God, that guy's directed a movie. I need to see this. One of my favorite. I think directors, one of the uh, directors. Oh, oh sorry. You go. You go first. Carry on. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, well, I think one of the directors that I think stat stood out to me is Matthew Vaughan, who directed uh, Kingsman. Um, yeah. And I didn't know he actually directed um, Kick-Ass until I saw recently. And I thought, oh, yeah, but he directed Kick-Ass. I definitely need to give myself my chance to sort of rewatch that again because I didn't even know that when I first saw it like years and years ago. I just think Matthew Vaughan's got like a very interesting way he directs his movies. Like it's just the way mm. like someone like 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 the, the cinematography is mm. the same. It looks very different. But when you sort of watch the Kingsman films, especially with the new one, The King's Man, coming out late later on this year, you can kind of mm. see a few similarities between the way the previous Kingsman movies. So if I to, if I was a, a director who is definitely like really good, good at what he does, it's definitely Matthew Vaughan. And there's many, many, many others that I would definitely you know put out there as brilliant, like obviously like J.J. Abrams, Tim Burton, Spielberg. I can name many, 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 many others. But it's just someone like Matthew Vaughan, and obviously some directors that I look up to as always as a filmmaker. They just produce some like really amazing quality, and especially movies as well. Yeah. Uh, he definitely has a you know a, a a role for you know all the fight sequences because it's just that oh yeah I, I, I don't know what it's called it's um but it's just kind of like quick 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 shots or something like quick quick pace I'm gonna take an example of one of his fight scenes um from Kingsman the Secret Service there's a scene in the film where Colin Firth's character Harry's fighting in a church and the way that fight scene has been choreographed and put together. It doesn't seem staged. It seems like really realistic, like with all like the graphics and all like, you know, people getting battered and bruised. It just feels and creates that realistic tone that you don't seem to sort of see in most films. And that's what I kind of see from Matthew Vaughan in the way he directs, he makes his movies. He makes them unique. And I just think there's something about his way of directing that just I idolise as a filmmaker myself. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Ash? I, I completely uh, agree with James. Uh, he does a lot of, uh, you know, very, very well directed and, and the cinematography in his yeah. films are very well done. Would um, you say he's like your favourite director? Um, I'll say he's very near the top. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, one of my favourite, I mean, despite, as you said, you know, Steven Spielberg mm. and Tim Burton, all those other great directors as well. But is uh, a director uh, called David Zucker. Oh, okay. Uh, who, for what he, he's done, Airplane, the Naked Gun series, the scary yeah. movie films. <laughs> <laughs> um, he yeah. brings a lot of comedy to it. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of, uh, I, I, I can't remember what the, what the actual name is called but but i call it like a literal comedy yeah <laughs> and i feel just, like yeah it's just very funny and i just love all his films always gets me laughing no matter how many times <laughs> i watch it <laughs> yeah because um i was actually gonna say actually i feel like a lot of comedic sort of directors like comedy directors i feel like they get a lot of slack because mm. um, so, you know, some people argue oh, that that's not proper directing and stuff. But I actually think comedy is probably one of the really harder genres to do in cinema, because yeah. obviously, 
you've got to time it like just right and you've got to especially when it comes to like visual comedy because it's because when it comes to like visual comedy it's literally hit or miss um because you're really like if no one's laughing then it means it's not it's not working yeah and kind of like um what james brought up with edgar wright which is probably my favorite personal director is because he really knows how to do visual comedy um you know literally from the very first couple of shots of Shaun of the dead it's just it's just so (laughs) hilarious like how they did that like considering that this was like very early 2000s and a movie that probably shouldn't have worked because when you look back at it now it is pretty stupid but like you're, you're literally just like this is brilliant though like just the whole like even just by all the shots and things and the way like they do like him being a zombie waking up in the morning and then you've got like the ball being kicked and then you've got the music all perfectly timed it's just ah i I just love directors like that who really go for the visual style yeah so that's that's kind of who i would um i would go for in that that aspect um when it comes to to films so Obviously, I, I sort of just wanted to ask you guys, coming because obviously I know Ash mentioned that he did videos, and I know James does his filmmaking. Um, do you feel like there's been like sort of moments like in film history that have kind of inspired you in a sense to kind of go, yeah, I, I want to make a movie, or I want to try and do what that person's done, or that's kind of the style that I want to go with? Like, do, do you guys have you guys ever had that sort of moment? watching movies that you're like yeah this is what i want to do i I think it's um i kind of put the blame on jj abrams with him and his lens flares okay (laughs) interesting i I love i love his lens you know his use of lens flares and it's just like it's oddly satisfying (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah and so i i i I take inspiration and, and you know, try to apply it to either some of the films or the mm. movies I've made or even photos. I'd be like, that needs a lens flare. Mm. thing, And yeah, well, Star Wars and everything, you know, there's loads yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Especially Star Trek. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> What about you, James? Well, I think this is something that I think I said to you, Lucas, after the time we went and saw The Suicide Squad. I literally instantly said to you straight after that movie, do you know what? Watching this, I really want to make a super... I want to make an anti-villain movie. James <laughs> Gunn did in, in The Suicide Squad. He made that film his own. And he made, like, yeah. you know, the way he shot it, the way he put it together. It's just one of the... It's honestly a brilliant DC movie. And honestly, I just think, given me, like, and sort of make my own sort of super villain movie. It's on the charts because I think it'd be a lot of fun doing that. Kind of putting together yeah. like some of these left some of these lesser known villains who I'd never heard of before when I watched the Suicide Squad and I thought, you know what, I reckon that'd be that'd be fun to make a super because it might it does seem fun to sort of put together and sort of make it in a way. And I mean, especially with um I mean I mean I have had a couple of making my own films in the past i've watched a couple of movies i thought you know i'd love to make like a modern day gangster movie like i think i was watching like i watched like the gentleman and i thought you know i'd like to make like you know like a proper 
modern day gangster roadman kind of film. And I'd like to sort yeah. of do that in the future at some point. But I've always sort of loved him. I've always wanted to make a proper crime film, but I know I'm going to sort of go away from film and sort of talk about more about like the stuff like Line of Duty and Sherlock Holmes or that sort of stuff. I think I'd like to sort of somewhat in my time as a filmmaker create a crime film because it's just, you know, one of them genres that I think is also very much mm. like quite iconic. Like, you know, you don't really get many crime films, especially like the film Knives Out as well. That's like a like a murder mystery kind of film. But obviously yeah. I know it's done by Ryan Johnson who basically done The Last Jedi. But... Oh, the way yeah. he created, the way he created that movie, and he kind of—I think that was like one of the most popular films of 2019. If you look, if you think back on it, um, but obviously, clearly, Ryan Johnson was doing something right, whereas when he was making Star Wars, doing something wrong. Sorry to those mm. who like who liked and enjoyed the Last Jedi, um, <laughs> but, but I've got to say, I, I definitely, I definitely think that um, that Knives Out is a clear example of, of a proper crime murder mystery film that you can kind of think I would like to sort of do something like that but when it comes to me sort of making sort of crime I look more towards like the which starts with Laura Sherlock Holmes and John Watson they are great films honestly I think the the, the two films that they produce and unfortunately I don't think we're we're ever going to see a third I just think the way that they're shot and the way that they're produced, it's just so iconic in their own way. And to kind of like bring these two fictional characters to life is just very creative. And of course, there have been Sherlock in the past, but the sort of mm. two that I go mm. for, obviously, are the Benedict Cumberbatch version and the Robert Downey Jr. version, because them two are sort yeah. of known. So, yeah, I've got to say, um, crime is definitely a genre that I sort of look into creating at some point in my future. So, same with like, you know, the. Um, like the, like the gentleman's sort of stuff. Like I don't sort of more like a gangster crime sort of thing. So it's kind of like a mix between the sort of two, if you know where I'm coming from. Okay. Okay. That's that's cool. Um, I actually agree with very much with everything you said there. Like, like that that, that that's actually really interesting. So cheers, cheers for that, James. Um, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I was. That's actually really thrown me off now of what I was going to talk about because <laughs> that was that was a really in depth stuff there. So I was just like, oh okay. Um, something else I was going to um sort of just talk about really is um oh blimey where where's it gone? Right, it'll come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> this has actually never happened before. This is so strange like you can really tell that i've been really engaging into this conversation um oh no this this was something i wanted to talk about um i feel like movie fans um or just movie goers in general um what films would you say is kind of like it's almost embarrassing if you haven't seen it because obviously I feel like there's always been times like I've been at work and I've mentioned a movie and then they're like, oh, I've, what's that? I've never seen it. Like, what well-known movies do you feel like people seriously need to just stop what they're doing and just go and watch this film? many to count i mean there's definitely been um a selection yeah. of movies that i've definitely recommended to a few people actually no, I'm, i am going to mention one of them actually i think we've had my name at work and okay. i quoted sean the dead i quoted sean of the dead towards him 
what's that from? And I was thinking, like, wait, what? Oh, you've I'm never not... seen Shaun of the Dead or Black Puzzle <laughs> or The World's End. And I was a bit like, oh, man, literally, you've got to go and watch movies because they are just, just so iconic. And they're just some really cat... Really make you sort of laugh and kind of you, you want to sell them in public. Like, I mean... Let's have a couple of Shaun of the Dead quotes that I can think of, and this is going to make me probably think now. Mm. I mean, the four in this... That's definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. And, um, I think one of the, every time the song... I, I don't know what the song called. The song that goes, If You Leave Me Now, that song comes up in my workplace. Me and my friend are on it. We say, who the hell put this song? So random. And yeah. yeah. It's just... That makes my day. It's just so funny. <laughs> like great it's, it's just oh my god I actually played the song and I mean mate just be like oh you do like that's where it's all the end moment pretty much it is just brilliant but yeah that's mm. definitely in the moments that I've actually had to say to somebody at my workplace watch the connect the connection yeah. because they are literally a trilogy of movies that you can sort of sit down watch and enjoy just in, in a sense because they're just so perfect what about you Ash <laughs> I think possibly just just uh, and the Star Wars, really. I think it's just that like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, apart from Last Jedi. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> Good Christ. Uh, but, yeah, because it's, it's just one of the iconic movies uh, mm. where, you know, Darth Vader, uh, yeah. Death Star, Millennium Falcon, you know, the, you know, you, you, it's kind of like you got to know them. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like at my work, for example, like I, I have quite a lot of young people at my, at my job and hardly any of them have seen Star Wars, which is super, super embarrassing because it's seriously just like, are you actually for real? And then because um, I, I like to make a lot of Star Wars jokes, like it's a trap or I have a bad feeling about this. And everyone just looks at me like I'm a complete weirdo because no one gets it apart from like one person and it's just like okay and it's like a, i still know a lot of people who haven't seen the film et which i just don't know how that's possible considering that that film was literally on tv all the time and yeah. i'm pretty sure it still is i'm just like i'm, I'm sure how have you not <laughs> yeah how have you not seen it it's the same with like back to the future as well like um i actually said yeah. that to someone um literally days ago actually and they were like what the hell is that and i was like you're winding me up <laughs> like and then they were like because i think we were talking about looney tunes and they didn't know what a looney tune was I'm, I'm and i was sure. just like oh my god this generation is poison where have you, where, where have you been the last few years Living under a rock? <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what i said um but yeah for me personally i would say like if you haven't seen et um the Goonies, Back to the oh, Future, yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like all those big iconic movies that are literally just pretty much everywhere. Because, like, you look in even, well, yeah, like, yeah, that as well. Like, you look like anywhere, really. Um, it's almost guaranteed that one of the merch is going to be there. And oh, I'm just yeah. like, how just how like how have you not seen it like i just can't get my head around it i mean i i'm not gonna lie i do kind of feel a bit like damn they clearly were just 
not really <laughs> treated well in childhood. <laughs> I don't know. Like, did we get it differently back then? I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, do you guys have a? Well, um... What was you gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> oh no 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 no! What I was gonna say was obviously is um. The new generation not sort of seeing them sort of you know cult classics. I think they've sort of grown up with more like the sort of more like modern movies like like the recent MCU, you know, the recent DC mm. movies. But I just don't think sort of you know watch them old movies. But I think sort of you know giving them that sort of persuasion to go and watch them. This will say these are these are classics, mate. Honestly, yeah. you can go and watch these movies. Mm. And sort of you will you, you will know them off by heart because they are just actually so iconic in their own way, pretty much. But I definitely see what you mean there, Lucas, about, um, you know, yeah. really definitely giving these sort of people to go and definitely get a chance to see these movies, because they're, they're just just iconic. Yeah, because half these movies that people haven't seen are, like, influenced through modern movies. And I'm mm. like, mm. how how you can't say you don't like it, because this movie literally wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this movie. Like, mm. you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I feel like people just don't realise that. And it's history as well, I think. Like, I understand, like, Back to the Future or E.T. or, you know, any of those big sort of 80s, 90s movies. Um, they're not going to be for everyone, in a sense. But I, 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 I would just encourage people to give it a go, just to sort of say, yeah, I've, I've seen it, you know. I think that's something that Disney's trying to do in terms of creating all these live-action versions. Oh, yeah. Like the Lion King <laughs> and Lady and Tramp and Dumbo and you know bring it all to live action, mm. to the classic you mm. know, cartoon ones. Yeah, I feel but, like obviously you sort of said about Disney. I, I do kind of feel like not that I've lost faith in Disney as such, but I kind of feel like Disney wasn't what it used to be like even like going back a decade ago because i feel like um i do kind of miss just having those really original ideas that disney used to have yeah you know like like i'm i'm gonna say like you know films like treasure planet for example massively massively underrated (laughs) movie like that that film is great even the two atlantis movies i mean yeah the second one isn't great but like no. it, you know, films like that, you know, the the more sort of original idea kind of stuff. Like I want yeah. more of that Disney, like that we had in like the early two thousands, going like even nineties as well. I kind of feel like we haven't yeah. had any of that with Disney recently, which is a real shame, considering yeah, that this yeah. is literally a multi million, like in fact, no, probably a multi billion dollar um, film company that's pretty much just sticking to the same formula where like say what you want about Warner Bros but Warner Bros actually takes leaps and risks like sometimes the wrong ones <clears throat> Justice League um <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah but they do go there like they do take a risk and they do yeah. sort of go right you know let's try something different I mean look at the film Joker for example that was a very risky movie you look at something like Disney, there's no freaking way they would even consider like going anything near that sort of scale of character study or anything, which is a real shame because I feel like mm. if Disney actually really put the time and effort and went, right, let's really make something 
new and original. I generally feel like we could get something really great. I don't know if any of you guys feel the same or anything. But I guys have, because um, I feel like everyone has one, but what what's your sort of like unpopular, controversial opinion about a film that everyone loves? Um, um, now that is hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go first, James, if, you, if you've got an idea. <laughs> Do you know what? I think, I think a lot of people, I, 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 I kind of, this is something that I think a lot of people can kind of relate to, but obviously they prefer that one to this certain um, film. But when it comes to the Star Wars sequel trilogy, um, right. I think now this is something that I, if, if I was to put my top three of how they go in order, I'd have to say The Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker, and then then The Last Jedi. And a lot of people now don't like The Rise of Skywalker, of course, but I really mm-hmm. prefer it a lot to The Last Jedi, um, purely because obviously it, it 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 is a satisfying ending to that to that Skywalker saga, but. Um, I think quite a lot of people um, do prefer The Last Jedi to The Rise of Skywalker. Um, but I think some people do beg to differ and they kind of prefer The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. The Last Jedi sort of coming from. Um, yeah. Because obviously, I, but I think obviously how they ended The Last Jedi and obviously how they kind of continued it on with The Rise of Skywalker, you can kind of see that they had a few. Because how things ended. I mean, obviously, if JJ was already stayed from The Force Awakens to The Rise of Skywalker, obviously, did episode eight then it wouldn't have ended pretty much. And like I said, if okay. I was to ever sort of make a sequel trilogy to Star Wars, I wouldn't have killed off Luke Skywalker in the, in the Last Jedi. I would have done it in the last film in The Rise of Skywalker because, you know, um, it would have been better to kind of have Luke face um, Palpatine in person instead of it being him being a false ghost because that, that would have been pretty cool. And yeah. uh, James, like, just to add on to that, like, is there, like, a film that... For example, like, is there a movie that everyone loves but you just don't like? I mean, I don't really have, you know, a film that I don't think a lot of people dislike. I mean, I, I can't really think of any off the heart at the moment, but if, obviously, I, I just mentioned about, about the whole Star Wars thing. I think that's kind of something that I can sort of relate to in a sense because I know a lot of people do obviously do prefer the, the, the rise to The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, but it, that's sort of the only, only thing I sort of think of at the time being. But if I could think of one, I will definitely let you know. All right. What about you, Ash? I, I'm in the same situation. I can't think of one at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think, like, because um, trying to think because there's so many films to choose from. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just going to, um, I will admit one thing, which I feel like I'll probably get hate for. Um. Oh God, I'm trying to. I'm really trying to word this right. This is actually <laughs> really hard. Um, I don't think Black Panther was particularly as good as people make out it is, and I'm really sorry if anyone disagrees with me on that. Um, I just want to point out I loved Chadwick. I thought he was great in a role. Um, but I did find his character quite wooden. And I just didn't feel like he was given enough to do. And I felt like the movie just didn't really give me enough to really get into it. 
and I just never really got into that hype, you know. But I I completely get like why people love that film so much. But yeah, for me personally, that's kind of a movie. That's kind of my controversial opinion when it comes to that kind of thing. Is that I just yeah, if I'm honest, like it's a good movie, but it's nowhere near my top. It was a really good movie. I wouldn't. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't quite say I. Mm. Loved it, yeah. But you know, despite of that, Chad is just probably the the best person for playing Black Black. Oh yeah, definitely. Without without doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you, you just said that obviously for someone who actually I mean, but it, it, when it comes to talk about like my my top favorite Marvel movies, Black Panther is on my is literally my second to first. Um, okay. best Marvel movie out there but of course obviously as, as you just said I do kind of see where you're coming from um, yeah but obviously people have got their have got their own opinions and of course obviously it doesn't yeah. change anything um nope. so yeah I mean I mean at the end of the day your opinion is you said I think it was um yesterday at the, at the time of recording um that you now prefer Shang-Chi to Black Panther is that yes. correct? Yes, that is. Um, that was actually the last film that I saw in the cinema, funny enough, um, of time of recording. Um, yeah, guys, whoever's listening, check it out. Like, I will admit, I don't think, I'm not sure who's to blame for this, but I'm, I'm not sure if it's Marvel or Disney that deals with the marketing. But I do feel like the way they, I don't think they marketed the movie that well, which is a shame. Um, but I would say like the trailers really don't tell you the story that you're actually getting. Cause I, I generally was like, cause the trailers do show a lot for that film. But then when you actually see the movie, you're literally just like, wow, they actually didn't show us that, that much. And, um, yeah, on a, honestly, just check it out. It's, it's really good. Like just the Asian culture stuff as well was just done fab. I thought it was brilliant and I really engaged with the characters because that's kind of something when it comes to like film and TV as well is that I really go for like characters Mm. that make those kind of movies because obviously you like for example characters like Luke Skywalker or Elliot from E.T. or um Ribley from the alien movies you know these characters that you literally feel like go on a journey yeah i've got to say luke because it's all as you just mentioned about the um when you watch a trailer for the movie and I, i've kind of had that that sort of same experience obviously when you see the trailer you kind of think is it going to be that good but when you see it in cinema it's about the first time you do yeah. generally have a different perspective on it. Like that was definitely me in the Suicide Squad. I think when I saw it the first time and I pictured the scenes from the trailer, and yeah. while I was watching the film at the same time, I thought this is actually different than I was expecting it to be. This is better than I thought it would be, pretty much. And um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that where, where, where you're coming from. And I think I sort of had that when I went and saw the film itself. But um, yeah, I sort of see where, you, where you're coming from with that one. I've I don't know anything about Shanxi. <laughs> So really? I'm completely from a blank slate. So I have seen the trailer, it, so I don't know anything. So it, lo- it does look interesting. I do want to go see it. So um, 
that's interesting to hear. <laughs> yeah, def definitely check it out. Definitely check it agree out. With, I can actually agree with Ash on that one. I've not actually ever heard of Shang-Chi, but I will be going to see this film to sort of get to know who, and even get this character developed on the screen mm. to kind of kind of get to know. Because when I first heard that they were doing Shang-Chi and the Legends of Ten Rings, I thought, who the hell is Shang-Chi? Um, <laughs> same. But uh, I've, never, I've, never, I've never heard of a character in the Marvel Universe called Shang-Chi. Same with the Eternals. Um, but... Literally, mm. I think once I've seen these movies, I'll kind of get the hint of who they really are and also what their backstory is. But obviously, when I heard that it was going to focus on the Mandarin, I thought, hang about the Mandarin is familiar. I'm three. And I was yeah. thinking, is there going to be any relevance to that, pretty much? But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, because obviously, I, at the time recording, I've not yet seen Shang-Chi. And yeah. um, I'm looking forward to seeing what this film has in store. And I'm hopefully going to be seeing it as soon as possible to kind of experience it for myself. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll both have to let me know what you guys thought when you uh, get to see the movie because I am um, will be yell oh, yeah yeah. So um, what I wanted to do is obviously before we wrap up, just a few things um, which I want you guys to really really think about. Um, top of your head, what are your top three go to movies like? visualize the scene right you're feeling quite low you've had a really crappy day and these are the three films that you go for what what are your three movies i shall let you go first if you can think of three. <laughs> oh, i like how you the tables have turned <laughs> <laughs> turning on to me now <laughs> i think um i think my number one film you know as you say if i also been like if I was a bit low or be like, I don't know what to do, kind of thing. Uh, uh, the go-to film would be, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Airplane. Okay. It's, yeah. it's, as I said, it's constant comedy. It always makes me laugh. Um, and, it, and it always, you know, just, just makes me, <laughs> make me be like, oh. And all the jokes are just hilarious and everything. Um. And then, obviously, uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> and then I'll probably say Ghostbusters. Oh, that's a good one. I actually agree with um, pretty much all of those. Those are actually, like, really good films. What, what about yeah. you, James? I'm, I'm going to do it in reverse order. I'm going to do it from third to first. Um, when it comes okay. to my, my third sort of go-to sort of movie... Is gonna be Shaun of the Dead, and I know I've really spoken about Shaun of the Dead, but I think it's just one. Of, I even did like a list of my top five favorite movies. Um, I might switch up a bit. I might not say Shaun of the Dead. I will probably say Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, because that film is just absolutely hilarious. Matthew Broderick at his <laughs> finest of playing Ferris Bueller. He's just he really captures that role. And honestly, there there are just some so many iconic moments in that film. You've got the, the twist and shout scene in the parade when he's in um when he's in New York. Or is it Manhattan? I'm not too sure. Same thing. Um, but I just think First Bird's Day was one of them films. And also, it's, it's directed by the brilliant John Hughes, who is obviously one of the most legendary directors. Obviously, we don't know his work, but obviously, on Home Alone. And um, I'm going to say Mrs. Doubtfire, but I'm not, I think, it, no, that was Chris Columbus. Sorry, my bad. Um, so, yeah, I just think First Bird's Day was one of the movies that I can sort of, you know, really sort of go to watch because it's just one of those films that never gets old. It, it's, it's, one of the, mm. it's one of them cult classics that you can sort of, you know, really enjoy. Um, my second sort of movie is definitely Kinsman, the first one, not the second one. 
um, because the first one has just got some, as I said earlier, really iconic moments like like the church fight scene. You've got the opening oh, yeah. segment, obviously, when you yeah. kind of you know, when you kind of um, get to know a bit more about Eggseed, his backstory, and obviously he was raised up. And obviously, then when Harry comes into his life, you sort of see him change from the boy he used to be to the man he becomes, and that's definitely something that I can sort of that's something I really enjoy to sort of see on screen. That's something I think Matthew Vaughan really sort of does when he comes to sort of you know write and also direct that film. Um, and going to obviously my top favourite film of all time is definitely Back to the Future um, because even yesterday so. I was watching clips even Back to the Future because yesterday I was watching clips from that movie um, oh okay because literally it's just a film that I pretty much watch whenever I, whenever I can it, it never it never it always keeps me smiling because it's one of them films that I just you know always enjoy and um, if I'm ever feeling low or down I know what to do stick on Back to the Future and I'll be right as rain afterwards <laughs> and, uh, yeah that's, that's all I can really say about that one Oh, that's that's nice. Um, I've got a few challenges for you guys to try out. What about yours, Lucas? All right. Oh, oh mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. God. Um. Oh God. This is. Do you know what? Um. For me personally, it's literally any Simon Pegg film. Like literally, because I I freaking love that guy. Like literally, he just puts a massive smile on my face i can't describe it like by the way guys i'm not man crushing before some weird guy just starts doing that like (laughs) um yeah literally um like the cornetto trilogy for example like i could literally just watch sean and the gent and i'd literally just feel so happy same with hot fuzz the world's end run fat boy run is one of my favorites as well um, cause that's like a really good feel good Simon Pegg movie, which is really, really, really good. I really like a very underrated one, but I actually really like, um, a fear of everything, which is a really unpopular one of Simon Pegg's, which is oh, really yeah. funny. Yeah, oh, you, you know it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> what was the film, Lucas? You kind of broke up a second. What was the film that you were talking about? It's, um, the fantastic fear of everything. It's, it's oh, yeah. very, okay. it's a very good, it's a very funny Simon Pegg film. I don't know if, if that's if that's the one, with Rosamund Pike. That's the one I'm thinking of. I don't know. Um, sorry. Oh God, I'm not actually sure to be honest. Um, it's 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 a very indie kind of film, like it's an independent sort of one. Okay. Um, one thing I will say is that uh, is, is Paul on that um on that list, Lucas of Simon Pegg. Oh films. yeah. Oh yeah, Paul. Paul would be on there. Like, like I said, just any anything really with with him and Nick Frost. Then, like, I will literally just watch any of those films. Like, even Spaced. Like, I'll go and watch Spaced. Like, if I'm feeling a bit, you know, down and dumps, I'll be like, oh, time to stick on a Simon Pegg film. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, anyway, I won't lie. I, 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 I can actually, I can actually relate to what you said then about Lucas. I can. I'm sort of the same, so I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, so we're both man crushes on Simon Pegg now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a few things, right? Okay, so I have a challenge for both of you guys to do because you guys are now going to go head to head. So, yeah, dramatic. Dun, dun, so, dun. so um, what I'm going to ask you to do is which I feel like one of, I think Ash will be very good at this because I know that Ash freaking loves movie soundtracks. Um, 
Because oh, yeah. I actually I actually remember fun memory when me and Ash went to MCM Birmingham a couple of years ago. We literally sat in this car for a good couple of hours listening to <laughs> soundtrack scores. That actually did happen. Um, That's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> I actually remember when. Um, I think it was before Homecoming had come out and um, you had gave me like the one of the scores that we thought was going to get used, which they used at the beginning in the end. I'm not sure if you remember oh, yes. that. Yes. When Michael Giacchino released a yeah. video of the, you know. Good times, good times. Yeah. So what I'm going to ask you guys to do is hum an iconic piece of music from an iconic film and what have any other person's got to guess what it's supposed to be so really think who wants to go first i, try and think I, can't, of I can't i can't think of any of the minute myself actually uh, i might have to log onto my computer to get a couple up <laughs> so i can sort of think for one yeah for a moment and be really creative on this one guys Of iconic movie. Uh, let's try and get one that's that we probably <laughs> haven't talked, spoken about. Oh yeah, that's that's another thing as well. Then we've got to try and figure one that we haven't spoken about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is actually really intense. I'm actually really excited at the same time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm going to hum it. I think. Um, so. Might no, you've got to hum it. Looking... <laughs> you've you, you've got to hum it. Okay. I'll, I, I... Yeah. I'll try my best. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. God, this is a very quiet hum. It's, it's very quiet. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just that someone started. <laughs> no, yeah, you. <laughs> Waiting for you. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm not. Re I'm not ready yet. I'm just. I'm, oh I'm right. Gonna go. <laughs> oh, um, I I've got one. Okay. I'm ready now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Do do. Do do. <laughs> What was so what was that, James? That was that was the theme tune from Jaws, and if you want to know who composed it, it was John Williams. Oh, Correct. Uh, <laughs> that's actually. I was really not expecting that. Well, I, I don't know how you're going to top that one, James. Oh Jesus! Uh, I'm gonna do one that. Uh, oh God. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want like Ash doing the Jaws theme tune just just as a ringtone now. Like that would just be on me. <laughs> 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 
Um, answer your phone. I'm gonna. I'm... <laughs> answer your phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to try and do this one. Um, okay, it, this is it, guys. James Riley, exclusive. Oh, I, I don't know if I know it off by heart. Um, I can't meet myself, can I? No. You're just going to have to just take a risk and try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, okay, go on. Get ready. Go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh god it's so good <laughs> um, I'll be honest I haven't actually got a clue I generally don't have a clue but I'm assuming Ash knows uh, I do, yeah. And what was Exodus of Gold? I said that wrong. Oh, was that's it a track song? Hold on. Ecstasy of of Gold, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Right, so and what yet. film is this from? I think I'm actually what... saying the title, not the actual film. <laughs> oh God! And what was the film? What what film is that from? It's from uh, the good, the, the bad, and the ugly. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, okay. So you really went out there then. Blimey. I would not have guessed that, like, at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I named this song. Not I, 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only reason probably why not up a heart is by all the times I've watched the second Jackass movie and it's in the opening scene to that. That's how I know it off by heart pretty much. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay, um, one last thing um, for you guys is <laughs> I want you guys to think of a quote. Oh, it no. could be any quote from any movie, and then you've one of you guesses each. And it could be as easy as hard as you like. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, James. Over to you. He's got one. Oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, I, I think this 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 is a pretty average. It's a pretty average one. Okay, right. yeah, I've got it. Okay, I've got it. Yep, I've got go it. Go for it. Right. Good morning, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ah, oh, I know, I know this one. Uh, ah, uh. <laughs> it, it sounds familiar, but I can't put the movie to the name, to the quote. Oh, can you give him a clue, James? I can't. I, uh... So pretty much it's... 
film based in like a television show, pretty much. Oh, um. <laughs> it's gone from my head. <laughs> oh no! I think we should. Oh, I think no. we should kind of give me. We should give me a hint at like you know what movies he's done. He's known for. I'm um, trying to think of a one that's not difficult he's known for having a friend who drives a dog kind of based car oh and yes he's known for wearing (laughs) uh at times uh dumb and dumber no that isn't the movie but the actor from that movie is in this film oh um thing what Thing more. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, the one who plays Bruce Almighty. Yes. Oh, Jim Carrey. That's him, Jim Carrey. <laughs> and you generally don't know the movie. He's done so many. I'm not gonna lie. This is this 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 actually is pretty difficult. Oh. Just go with it. To just say what it is. <laughs> okay, James. What what was what was it? Good morning, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Was from the Truman Show. Ah, oh, that's the one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on my God. list on Netflix to watch. <laughs> well, you you've definitely got to watch it now, like because <laughs> you're going to be kidding yourself for the foot for this now. <laughs> I've got to say, well, I've got to say, well done for getting the dumb and dumb one. Because not, 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 not people don't get yeah. If, if I just said, if I said some some guy with a chip tooth, this guy's got a really weird hairstyle. Oh yeah, it's dumb and dumber. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's your go now, Ash, to try and get your own back on on James. Well, mine's gonna be a bit easier. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's fine. Uh. <laughs> Oh, no, actually. Ooh. I feel the need. The need for speed. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I should know it. Um, oh, Same hell. here, actually. I, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> it's from an 80s film. Oh, God. Oh. Give a bit of a head. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. No, this is painful. James, you must... Please tell me you know it. Can I have a guess? Can I have a a guess? Yes. Is it... Is it... Has it by any chance got, like... This film hasn't got... Is it a well-known actor? Is he, like, known for, like... Films like the yeah. like action movies. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a guess. Um, not Bruce Willis because I no. doubt it's from. No. I doubt it's that. I didn't think it was Bruce Willis. Don't think it's that. Tom Cruise. Yes. 
Oh, God. Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like that. As soon as I thought, but it, it sounds like it's was from a car movie, but I had to think for a second. Hang on a second. No, it sounds like it's from an action movie. <laughs> it can't be Fast and Furious. It can't be. Well, well done, guys. i got to say, that was um, very well played. I mean, it <laughs> took a bit longer than I was expecting, but honestly, well done. I- I'm sure a lot of people can have a lot of fun listening to those. <laughs> Especially um, Ashy's um, Jaws one. I feel like that's going to yeah. go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that kind of brings the episode to an end, unfortunately. I've got to say, guys, um, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I've had such a blast talking about all this fun stuff. Um, Before you guys go, actually, um, sort of just let the audience members know where where can we find you, like, on the internet so we can get a bit more of you guys. Uh, On Twitter, I am DocAsh59. Cool. That's pretty much my main. And you d- you have your own podcast as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I've got another podcast uh, which I do with a couple of other friends. Okay. Um, we haven't done any for a, while, <laughs> a long while, <laughs> but but we've got uh, a bunch of uh, episodes up already. Um, it's called the Quift Quift Cast. Okay, I'll check that out. I think I've actually listened to a few episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. I think of that one. And um, what about you, James? Where can we find you? Well, if you're into, okay, so where you can find me, if if you're interested in knowing, kind of getting to sort of know what I'm into when it comes to making films, you can follow me on Instagram at adaptfilmsyt. Uh, it's all lowercase or one word, adaptfilmsyt. Um, and if you also want to know a bit more about what I do outside of filmmaking, like cosplaying then you can follow me on Instagram at the Marauder, which is just one word. And if you can have a guess at what the Marauder is about, then you can sort of have a guess at what my cosplays mainly specialise in, other than what they yeah. mainly specialise in, pretty much, because I only do a bit more than what they just mainly specialise in. But um, yeah, so there's a few little um, places <laughs> where you can find me after listening to this episode of Lucas Thinking Out Loud. Wonderful. God, I should actually get you as a sponsorship now. yeah you're you're gonna be like my new i'm gonna use you for my advert there we go (laughs) james sponsored by james riley (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's that's it guys thank you very much for coming on um i hope to hear or see from you guys soon um i'm sure i will at some point thank you yeah thank you thank you guys see you later Bye. See you later. Enjoyed that and you want to listen to more? Then why don't you click on that follow button? Go on. Also, follow the socials on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more of the podcast and further updates. 